0: This is Reset, I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. The EPA has passed a regulation on the emissions from diesel trucks and Chicago stands to benefit. The city is one of the top 25 metro areas with the worst air pollution in the country. And pollution is concentrated in Chicago's low income communities of color. Can this new regulation help lower pollution here and improve people's health? Environmental advocates aren't so sure. Jose Acosta-Cordova, Senior Transportation Policy Analyst from Little Village Environmental Justice Organization, El Bejo, is still with us to discuss. Thanks for sticking around, Jose.
1: Oh, yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: And also with us is Brian Urbyshevsky, Director of Environmental Health at Respiratory Health Association of Ch- Metropolitan Chicago. Welcome back, Brian.
2: Hi, Natalie. Glad to be here.
0: Brian, I'll start with you. We'll get into what isn't in the regulation shortly, but first, give us the broad strokes. What does this new regulation do, and what kinds of trucks does it cover?
2: Well, it it really is a huge impact, and uh, you know, when when you look at diesel emissions, they're a huge portion of the air pollution we have in the Chicago area, and even looking at roadway pollution, they're about 10 trucks. Big trucks are about 10 percent of the vehicles on the road, but they're like 30% 30% of the greenhouse emissions. They're between 45 and 57% of the smog and soot-forming air pollution that we breathe that causes uh, lung problems and heart problems. Uh, so trucks are a huge impact here um, in, in a bad way. And there's good and bad here. Um, the, the good part is, is the last time EPA updated their uh, emissions regulations for big trucks was 2001. Uh, so it's been a long time coming. And there's been a lot of changes since then. There's a huge growth in truck traffic around the country, uh, just-in-time uh, manufacturing, and the big growth in warehousing from e-commerce and Amazon growth over the last 20 years. And EPA even, you know, looked at the emissions when they did back then. They kind of underestimated how many, how much emissions were coming out of big trucks. Um, so, you know. And tampering has also been an issue where um, a lot of air pollution controls have been uh, tampered with on a lot of vehicles uh, to improve mileage and just get rid of things that you need to repair. Um, So there are a lot of things that really need to be fixed. It's good that EPA is moving in this general direction. Um, When you look at how to grade those and what they actually did, you know, it's kind of hard. I'd say it's somewhere between like a C-plus and an incomplete. Um, and the, 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 the C plus is because they originally said they were going to look at cutting 90% of the smog and soot forming pollution from trucks. And what they wound up doing was, uh, settling at 80% cut. So they could have done a lot better. Um, they could have done similar to what California is doing, which is 90% cut. Uh, but EPA backed off for some reason, uh, which may explain why the, uh, The the trucking industry has expressed uh, satisfaction with the current um, uh, new rule that that just came out. But EPA also um, made warranties for emissions controls longer, so they have to last longer and they they actually have to work longer and cut pollution for longer periods of time. And it also set up uh, some provisions where it makes it a lot harder to tamper with the pollution controls on the trucks to turn them off. The EPA
0: says that 3,000 premature deaths can be impacted. This will lower hospital admissions and lower asthma by 2045. Jose, remind us where we see the most rates of air pollution in Chicago.
1: We see that in the in the areas that are adjacent to, the, to our 26 industrial corridors, particularly those on the southwest and the southeast parts of the city, um, so places like Little Village and, and other parts of the southwest side. Uh, the southeast side, you know, the east side, Hegwish, uh, these areas are are um are especially impacted by by poor air quality, um, not only due to the amount of, of transportation, distribution, logistics facilities that are located there, um, uh, but also because of the other uh, industrial facilities that emit all kinds of other toxins. Um and then of course the truck traffic that's that correlates with all these industrial facilities that, that um uh, that we call that, we, that what we call truck intensive facilities. Um, so air pollution we see is, is concentrated um, in areas that are predominantly black and Latino.
0: And so beyond the numbers, Jose, what are you all hearing from residents in these communities about how this impacts them on a daily basis?
1: I mean, speaking of, you know, uh, as far as, you know, the conversation that we've had with with Little Village community members, right, you know, the, the, the truck traffic is is one one major concern. Um, that people are are thinking about, right? This is a very densely populated community, uh, one of the densest communities uh, in Chicago, actually. Um, And, uh, you know, when you have so much vehicular traffic, you know, uh, pedestrian traffic, um, and then you you combine that with significant truck traffic, it creates uh, really, really bad congestion. Um, You also have a lot of these trucks that are trying to bypass that congestion uh, along the main roads by by going through uh, residential streets, so we have, you know, what what the the dangers that that brings to community members that are driving, that are walking, and that are that are biking, um, and then also the the, de- the damage that it does to the foundation of people's homes. Right, we've we've had countless conversations with people that that talk about the way that their homes shake whenever a truck uh, drives down the street. Um, so what that does to the to the the foundation of the homes, um, as well as the damage to the road infrastructure. Right, we have a ton tons of potholes around the community. Uh, and of course you know air quality is the the most pressing concern where right? we have a, a lot of community members uh deal with asthma and they deal with other respiratory issues cardiovascular issues that are connected to air the, uh, to poor air quality um and, and uh, so you know these issues are are especially bad in, in little village uh, but, to, but but it's not unique to little village right this is these are issues that we see across the city uh and across the chicago metropolitan region where where we see high concentrations of, of uh, tdl facilities or other industrial facilities uh, and, and of course, there's, there continues to be that correlation between where communities of color live uh, and where pollution is the most concentrated.
0: This regulation will now apply to pollution from diesel trucks going at low speeds and stop-and-go traffic and idling. We'll get into the trouble with enforcement in a second, but first, how big of a shift is this, and how big of a problem is idling?
1: Well, idling is a, is a major issue, right? We see this in, in Little Village again, um, right? There's a high, uh, Little Village High School. Is surrounded by by industry, and and we see trucks parked out like literally right outside the high school all the time. Um, you know, sitting next, sitting out there. You know, uh, um, you know, just sitting in their trucks while it's idling. You know, and it's literally right next to an athletic field, to so areas where basketball, where, where basketball, um, you know, players are playing. Um, and then and that's just one example, right? We see that throughout the, the neighborhood, throughout the city, um, and 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 the part of the issue is. Um, these facilities are, are located directly adjacent to residential areas, to parks, to schools. Um, so it makes it that much more dangerous to have truck drivers out there idling, uh, you know, uh, directly directly adjacent to to where people are living, playing, working, um, you know, learning, and 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 of course, you know, you have a lot of vulnerable vulnerable people out there that are being exposed to this uh, because young people and, and elderly folks are the ones who are most susceptible to to uh, to, to uh, respiratory and cardiovascular issues.
0: What kind of enforcement do you want to see uh, around idling?
1: Now that, that actually brings up another significant challenge because you know us as an organization, um, we are not are not, uh, not pro policing, right? We 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 understand that communities of color have been highly over-policed for generations, right? And um, so when you talk when you look at a lot of these truck drivers, many of them are actually uh, people of color, many of them are immigrants, many of them are women. Um so so, how we enforce idling becomes that much more complicated because we don't want to, we don't wanna you know use a, a a policing approach um and then the other thing is around fines right and um if you you know you two hundred three hundred five hundred dollar fines whatever it might be uh can actually have be you know be pretty significant for a lot of community members um you know so so for us we we think when we well we we feel like when you talk about um enforcement at, it has to start at the top, right? And, and and thinking about the the companies themselves, many of whom are, are billion dollar companies or multi million dollar companies um, that can eat that that uh, that fine more so than an individual driver can. Um, and so, in, in general, when we think about enforcement, you know, part of it also has to be about driver education, right? And and them understanding, you know, look, you're you're parked right next to a school, right next to a park, right next to some homes, you know, uh, can you you know be more considerate about who you're impacting with you know with your idling practices right so uh, just in general, I think the the conversation around around how we enforce idling idling policies has to be more holistic.
0: This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore. in for Sasha and Simons, truck manufacturers will have to reduce diesel emissions from new trucks. And that's because of a new EPA regulation announced Tuesday. We're breaking it down with Jose Costa-Cordova from Elvejo and Brian Urbachevsky from the Respiratory Health Association of Metropolitan Chicago. Brian, the state of California has its own stricter regulations. How does California policy compare to the EPA rule?
2: Before when we were talking and I said to give EPA, U.S. EPA, sort of a C-plus for what they did, and also an incomplete. The incomplete portion of it is is that they really didn't deal with zero-emission trucks, so trucks that run on electricity that don't idle at all. As Jose was talking about all the problems with idling trucks and low-speed trucks, Um, with electric trucks, you don't have any of those emissions problems, and EPA... Uh, did take comments on that. There were a lot of organizations, a lot of people who said that they needed to have an electric truck sales target, like California already does. And uh, not only California, but it's um, seven states so far have adopted the California rules, which say that essentially, uh, you have to have about 30% of new trucks being sold in 2030 will have to be zero emission. So they're either going to have to run on hydrogen, or they're going to have that electricity. And um, Tesla has started delivering electric semi-trucks to Pepsi. Uh, Just earlier, there were stories earlier this month that they started the production and they're going to ramp up next year. And other big uh, uh, truck manufacturers like Volvo and Freightliner are are building uh, electric trucks. Even in Illinois, we have Lion Electric, which has built a big new factory to build medium and heavy-duty electric vehicles in Illinois. Um, and they're making school buses right now, but they want to expand that to trucks. Um, California's rules are a lot more strict in terms of, like, requiring the electric, electric truck phase-in, um, which EPA hasn't gotten to yet and isn't really going to get to until maybe middle of next year. We, we have to see what they're going to propose, if anything. Um, and even with diesel trucks, California has rules on the books now uh, that say um, – uh, diesel trucks have to reduce emissions from the, the smog and soot emissions, NOx emissions, by 75% starting in 2014, or sorry, 2024, and that goes up to 90% uh, reduction in 2027, and you know that compares to 80% that uh, 80% reduction that US EPA is proposing in 2027. So if we had the California rules on the book here in Illinois, and Governor Pritzker could do that, um, we'd have a much better situation, not only in the short term with the diesel trucks, but transitioning to the zero emission trucks uh, and, and providing a huge benefit to those communities that are seeing lots of truck traffic and the consequent air pollution now.
0: And I want to correct something that I said, that the new EPA regulation was announced on Tuesday. It was not two days ago Tuesday. It was Last week, Tuesday, Jose, how would the regulation get older, dirty trucks off the road?
1: Well, you know, putting putting those requirements, excuse me, putting those requirements on on, uh, on on companies to to to, to purchase new trucks um, will specifically target some of the older trucks that we see um, in, in the Chicago region. You know, one of the the biggest. Issues that we have here is uh, is the drayage trucks, right? These are the trucks that are traveling between the, the intermodal rail yards to the local distribution centers um, And these are some of the oldest trucks that we have uh, on the roads in Chicago um, so this this rule will potentially uh, you know reduce the amount of, of trucks that are of older trucks that are on Chicago's and Illinois roads um, and, and uh you know replace them with, with newer diesel trucks, right? But uh, but they're still Diesel trucks, like like Brian mentioned right there, there isn't that plan yet for for transitioning to zero emission trucks um, at, at, either at the state level or at the federal level. Um, so, so it'll it's a short term solution. Is, is kind of how we're 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 seeing this right now. Um, but it, but it will do something. It will at least uh, hypothetically reduce the amount of diesel trucks that are on our roads.
0: Jose, you had earlier said in our previous segment that electrification is something that you all want. California has that this e p a rule does not. I want to ask you both, do you think that there is political will in Illinois to move to electrification and Jose, I'll start with you on that
1: um that's a complicated question. I think you know about more than about a little bit more than a year ago year and a half ago, I think now um we actually were able to work with state Senator Villanueva uh, and state Rep Gonzalez, who both represent the little village area um who, who actually passed a resolution. Through the through the legislature um, that, that was uh, asking the governor to sign on to this multi-state mou um you know which which has uh, been signed by seventeen other states uh, I think including uh, d c um, and this is something that will begin the, the process of, of adopting the advanced clean truck rule um, and, and the heavy duty omnibus rules, both of which have been pioneered in California um so you know we we've seen at least a political will on the legislature level uh what we haven't seen yet is is from the governor. Um, you know, and and like I mentioned earlier, right? We, uh, us and and uh, RHA, right? With, with Brian has been one of the the key key uh, people who's been leading this coalition. Uh, but the the neighbors for an equitable transition to zero emissions uh, or net Z. Right, this is one thing that we've been pushing on the governor's office to um, you know to to to, to uh, begin working towards adopting these two policies, these two rules um, that will facilitate the adoption of electric vehicles and and uh, and facilitate the. Uh, you know, the the abandonment of of diesel vehicles. Um, So I think there's some political will. uh, Okay, well, we'll have to
0: leave it at uh, that. Brian, I don't have time to get to you, but I know Reset will have you back on and we'll talk more about this. That's Jose Acosta-Cordova, Senior Transportation Policy Analyst from Lavejo, and Brian Urbiszewski from the Respiratory Health Association of Metropolitan Chicago. Thanks to you both.